Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I am joined by my good friend and mentor, Steve Geralt. Steve, thank you so much for being on the first episode of uh, Season 5 of Meet the Creatives. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. It's good to be back. And Season 5, I- I'm excited to see who you're going to talk to. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, the garage learning in particular. Uh, you are a visual engineer and you do all this incredible work for some of the biggest clients in the world. Um, you know, Hershey, Heinz, you name it, you've worked with them. Uh, more recently, the Budweiser commercial, I've seen that commercial a thousand times because I'm a, an avid uh, NASCAR fan and they put that commercial on like every other, every other commercial. So, um, but today we're in particular, I want to focus on the garage learning. It's the next generation online film school, learn creative problem solving while shooting amazing commercial videos with our online courses and inspiring toolkits. Um, and there's a, a big uh, about me here with a whole bunch of information, but I guess I'll let you take the lead. You know, how did this project come to be? And I, I know that you've worked in the commercial space for a long time with some great clients. When did you decide that you wanted to integrate sort of this, this education uh, platform? Cool. Thanks so much, Rob. I appreciate uh, being here again. And um, yeah, the garage learning is incredibly exciting. It's very a very new and unique take on online film school in the fact that, you know, traditionally the world that I'm in with, you know, tabletop, you know, food, beverage, product, you know, videos for TV commercials, like for brands all around the world, like you mentioned, like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and Hershey's and, you know, all these huge brands is people that I compete against usually keep it completely secret and they don't share any of the knowledge of how to do this. Uh, Most of the big universities around the world don't teach this either. So like we found like there was a need for people that wanted to make really amazing commercial videos and there was no place that was really teaching that really well. So that's why uh, we're, we're creating the garage learning and we're doing it via Kickstarter that's live right now and ends uh, very soon. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're getting there towards the goal and we're, we're excited to uh, you know, bring everybody into our community and start something really exciting. As far as the, the Kickstarter is, is concerned, uh, tell me more about that. Like, what are you uh, raising funds for? And I'm not exactly, uh, you know, when it comes to like fundraising and stuff like that, um, I probably should be, should be more, more interested in this kind of thing. But um, how does that work? What are your goals? And, and, and what is your, your overall objective with a Kickstarter? Cool. Yeah, the, the way the, the Garage Learning is going to work is it's uh, online courses. So there may be pre-recorded courses um, taught by myself and other industry professionals that we're going to team up with really exciting people. You know, it's in, in a lot of ways, it's like masterclass for commercial filmmaking. Uh, yeah. So that, that'll be a big part of the, of it. There'll be kits, which are kind of really unique thing where basically let's say you need led lights or you need a pan tilt motorized slider, or you need a turntable, you know, basically we're going to send you all the pieces and you kind of put it together yourself. It's like the Ikea for, awesome tools to use to make videos right and you know with along with that process is you don't just get an led light but you understand how led lights work and the parts of them and how to create bigger versions and other versions on your own and customize them so it's kind of like uh legos you know also at the same time where it's like you could put different kits together and really make something exciting because you know and this is all based on what we do every day in our work we we do exactly what we're trying to teach other people. This isn't like, oh, let's teach them something different. No, like literally we're trying to teach you, everybody that the, what we do. And so much of it comes to my path as an image maker as well. I started as a still photographer only about four or five years ago, got into video and I had to learn 
everything about video along the way. And, and you know, I didn't learn it in, in college. I learned photography in college. So we're really trying to help other people because I know there's a lot of still photographers out in the world that every client is asking them to shoot video now. We want video, video editing, sound, you know, all these things. You know, so we really want to be that resource for these people trying to make that transition into shooting video. We also, the, the work we do is so unique with the robotics and motion control and special effects that we want to teach that as well to other professionals that are also competing against me or, you know, people, other amazing artists doing awesome work around the world. So it's not really, it's not just for still photographers or not just for professionals. Um, it's even for beginners. We have like the, the basic level courses are really for people just getting started, just trying to get their, 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 you know, understanding of how image making works and composition and lighting. And, you know, we're really trying to make it, you know, align with my path as a, as an artist, right? I started at some point I started with knowing, not knowing anything and, and yeah. today I am where I am now after, you know, 20 years of, of doing this. And, you know, we really want to kind of guide people through that process and, and give them community of other people also trying to do the same thing, you know, which is a really important part of what we're trying to do too, is, is building this community of people that are happy to share their process, share their creativity with each other, share their opinions, you know, so the, you know, the, in the online uh, website we're making, there'll be, you know, portals where they can log in and they can share their work in like a safe space, you know, instead of like putting out on social media where people might just like be really harsh or right. whatever it is, like we want, you know, our pro level subscribers to help mentor the intermediate and beginner people and, and, and vice versa. You know, I feel, you know, from that mentorship mentality, I think both sides of the equation win, you know, I think the mentor and the mentee both gain something from that uh, interaction, you know, so I think it's really interesting to try to bring this kind of interaction online and help people, you know, share their ideas and, and guide them through that learning process. And, and it doesn't mean that everybody has to want to be, you know, a visual engineer and do the work I do. You know, a lot of what we're teaching is useful for people that do all sorts of different stuff. You know, lighting is good. Lighting is good lighting, you know, good composition is good composition, good editing is good editing, you know, all of that. And with that is also the, you know, the, the business side of things as well. And I think that's often overlooked. Right. Um, people often say like, Oh, okay. Like how much of what you do is, creative versus technical versus business. And I say it's pretty much, you know, 33% for each, you know, I think you really need to be a creative person and come up with good stories and, and story making ways of doing things, good lighting, all those things. Uh, technically, you know, especially in the work that we do with robotics and all this kind of crazy stuff, um, technical is very important how you execute that. Yeah, but one false move, you can get your head chopped off. With it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That thing just comes flying around. Sometimes the I see that thing like, after you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I see like that little thing like swirling around. Uh -huh. Like, and I'm, I'm like, man, I really hope he's got that screwed on there good. Because if that comes <laughs> loose, I'm, I'm like worried about you sometimes, you know? Yes, yeah, so we, we definitely take a lot of caution and safety in what we do, especially when I put my $100,000 phantom camera on the end of that spinning thing. So Yeah, yeah. man. That's just, it takes uh, some courage to do that. So that's yeah, cool. absolutely. But, um, you know, going on to, to the business side of things, I think that's also a thing that a lot of people go to YouTube for tutorials and they're like, oh, I learned this one thing here and I learned this other thing from this other guy. And, like, you know, and we want to really make it all one cohesive body of curriculum that, that ties in together and gives you a full 360 view. And with that being business marketing, treatment writing, all, all the things that, that are needed in production as well to, to really execute both the creative and technical side. You know, so it's really, I, I'm super excited for it. I think that, you know, people 
once they see what we're really trying to do and they get in there when we launch the website, it's going to do like people are going to be super gangbusters about it. Um, right now, we're almost at $270,000 out of the $400,000 goal we Man. set, which is, you know, a high bar. Um, when you're, but when you're done with that, help out Meet the Creatives. We're starting the fundraising <laughs> round after this. No, Let's do I could give you some <laughs> Kickstarter tips. Cool. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But all that money is, is I'm not taking a salary from the company. Um, we're giving them a free space for the first year to work out of in our new studio that we're moving into in Brooklyn. You know, we're really trying to make this, you know, put every penny back out there for, for the people supporting us. You know, we basically are going to use that money to hire the team that's going to create these classes and execute them. And we have, a, you know, the outlines made for all the, a lot of the courses, but it takes a lot of time to write all the scripts, to do all the graphic design and, and titles, to edit it together, to shoot the courses. You know, at the end of the day, by the time we launch in June, we're going to have hundreds of hours of content ready wow. to go. So, I mean, it's a huge undertaking and, you know, especially in a city like New York City that costs money to do it really well. We're, we're trying to make sure that our production level is really good, the, the quality information is all fact-checked and really good, and that, you know, when building the, the website is, like, super easy to use and super powerful, and all those things just take time and money to get right. So that's why after the Kickstarter ends on November 30th, the real site doesn't actually launch till June of 2021 because we need those six months to basically hire the team and create all this work. And that's what all the money we raise is going towards. Right. That's amazing. Where do you find the time to, to do all this? And I, I mean that genuinely, I, I, you know, I've one of the things that I've been trying to do more in the last couple of months is get more intentional about my schedule. I'm doing a terrible job so far, but I, you know, the, the intent is there and, uh, I want to be kind of more thoughtful about how I, how I allocate my time during the day. Uh, but you have a lot on your plate. I mean, I would imagine there's got to be a good amount of, of discipline that goes with, you know, you're working with the biggest clients in the world. And I've, I've mentioned this before, you know, it's, it's not just Coke, it's Coke and Pepsi. It's not just <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, it's Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks and Tim Hortons. And I just, I look at your work sometime and the output is so prolific. You, you know, like the the quality of it aside, just the, the volume of clients and the amount of work that you're doing. Where do you find the time of the day for that? And do you have any advice? You know, like, do you wake up at like four o'clock in the morning? Do you sleep? <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> All the questions. How do I do it? How do yeah. I do it, Steve? Um, yeah, no, it, it, the bigger I've grown, you know, I started out just as a still photographer, one man team. You know, I, I really quickly learned I needed more help. So I think that's a lot of, a lot of people limit their uh growth by not growing you know like it's yeah. kind of one of those weird things where it's like chicken egg kind of scenario it's just mm -hmm. like like so if i want to be bigger i have to just start taking that chance and start trying to be bigger right. you know, so that's where i hired like my first full-time assistant and that you know once again cleared my plate of a lot of the everyday stuff that was taking a lot of my time so i could concentrate on what i should be spending the most amount of time on you know now we're a team of five people already um, at the garage, uh, which, you know, you, should, you guys should check out our website and see the work that we do. Um, and, and, the web, and the website, just while we're on the topic, I want to make sure I get this in here. Yeah, it's the-garage.tv is okay. the, the production company's website. And with that said, like, you know, I brought on a producer and that now that I don't have to deal with any production stuff. I brought on uh, Matt, who does our rigging and special effects, like building. And now that's something that's not on my plate either. You know, like, I, I think it's really important to take some of these chances and hire people maybe a little bit before you think you're ready for them, you know, and find, finding the right people is incredibly important 
um, especially when you have just a small team of a few people. Everybody has to really carry a lot on their shoulders, you know, but that has allowed us to now free up time so I could do learning. And now I've hired on Chris, who's our chief academic officer that's going to run the learning program. And then we're also, because we're, I don't have enough going on, we're adding more to it, Rob. So uh, <laughs> come February, when we move into our new space, we're also starting a robot rental company, the Garage Rentals, because we're getting three more high-end robots from Mark Roberts Motion Control. We're getting a Milo, a Bolt X on track, and a Bolt Junior to go with our Bolt and our two other smaller robots. So we're going to have, you know, in the Northeast, we'll have more robots than anybody else, uh, you know, cinema robots, at least, for right. rental. And, you know, it's a market that's just expanding you know, and, and, you know, for us, you know, and, and me uh, running a business is like, I'm trying to diversify what we do as a business. So it's not just like me getting up and shooting content for a client, you know, that's part of the business of things that we do. But then we're also, I basically call it like, we're in the business of making awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and all the parts around that are, are what are really, you know, the garage is really about. So it's about making content and have and, and amazing tools to make this content, sharing the knowledge of how to make this content and in helping other artists also make amazing content. So, you yeah. know, with the new studio that we're going to be doing rentals and the robots and learning and, and all this stuff, they all feed the same common core value, which is make amazing work, help other people make amazing work. And I think that's hopefully will lead to our success. <laughs> that, that's awesome, man. That's really good. So one of the things I love about your, your body of work is that, um, it's with all these different clients, as I've mentioned. And I think that because I'm from the branding, logo design, you know, design and advertising side of things, I really am fascinated by the, the interaction with all of those clients and, and securing those clients. You know what I mean? How do you convince somebody that you're the right person for the job? I think that your work speaks for itself. But I'm curious if you had anything that you can say about interacting with these big companies and, and managing expectations. I think as talented as, as you are, I'm sure there are lots of hurdles um, that you have to deal with. So could you maybe speak to those kind of, uh, you know, interpersonal yeah, like, skills that would allow you to navigate sure. that space? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, that that's a challenge, I think, for a lot of artists specifically. And even the younger you are and the earlier you are, you are into your process, the more scared you are to do these interactions with big companies and people that have been doing this for 20 years or 30 years, you know, and I think yeah. like a lot of ego, one, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's don't be scared by the ego. Like it's in your best interest to communicate as much as possible. I think that's one thing for us as an organization we've learned is like nobody ever complains about too much communication, you know, like mm -hmm. it's usually things go wrong when we don't communicate enough. So I, the same thing goes with my relationship with our brands and our clients is, is, you know, make sure all expectations are discussed. Every detail is, 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 you know, every I is dotted, every, you know, T is crossed. You know, that's why, you know, really big important part of our process is the pre-production process before we get to any sort of a shoot where, you know, we, we start with, you know, the agency or the, the brand gives us, you know, a starting point of like, Oh, here's some, uh, storyboards or, you know, here's a, a deck that kind of tells us the idea that they want to execute. And then from there, it's just communicating, communicating, you know, like I, I take that in, I, I communicate my idea of how I, I would execute that. Um, and before a shoot, we have, you know, what's called the pre-pro book and the pre-pro meeting where we kind of make sure that me, the agency, the client, everybody's aligned on what we're going to shoot on shoot day, you know, what the schedule is like, oh, this is this shot. And this is the things that we're going to use in this shot. 
you know, this shot's going to go from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know, like everything has to just be super well communicated. And, and I think a lot of people are just scared to ask too many questions or to, to put too much information out there. And I think that's the number one thing uh, creatives need to do in, in business is realize that there's no such thing as talking too much to somebody and communicating too much and, and asking questions. And don't be scared to, to, to highlight like the fact that if like a client is like, oh yeah, we want you to shoot this thing. And, and if you're not 100% clear on what they want, ask the question. You're like, oh, like this? Uh, like, like, here's a reference image. Here's a storyboard. Here's, you know, like, and I think to a lot of people that that's a, a, a challenge and one that you just got to start doing it. You just got to take the chance, ask the questions. I mean, I, I think there's a difference between that when you're, you know, talking and communicating about an actual job versus I think a lot of people over communicate on the other side of things when they're trying to get a job where they're mm -hmm. like, hire me, hire me, hire me, you know, like, yeah, <clears throat> you have to, you have to balance the two of those out, you know, I think, yeah. you know, mar marketing's very different than, you know, production and executing a job. I think, you know, I think you have to do gentle, friendly reminders to people that you're still out there as a person for them to hire, but realize that it just takes time to build up those relationships uh, before somebody actually hires you. Yeah, and I think that they're talking about two kind of principles, if you will, and tell me if I'm wrong, but um, number one, humility, to, to ask the questions, to, to work with the client, to kind of put your pride aside and work together to get the best thing. So there's humility. And then the second thing that you're referring to, if I'm understanding correctly, and I really need to hear this and I'm curious to get your thoughts is like the, the patience, having patience in the, in the job application process. I recently had a great conversation um, with the head of talent for a company that I've wanted to work for um, since I've entered the field. And it was a really meaningful conversation because I got feedback on my book. I asked for unconditional advice. I presented my work but it was not a transactional experience. And the old me was like, ask for the job, like, like push the issue. <laughs> but I put that aside and similar, like how you're talking about, I was just like, look, it's probably blaringly obvious that I would like to work with you guys one day. I'd like to have a thoughtful conversation with you about how I can get there. Be honest with me about what you like. Tell me where it's lacking. And I'm going to ask a lot of dumb questions. And I'm going to kind of show my ignorance here. The conversation was great. And it was mutually beneficial because she was able to speak to, um, you know, the work that, that they had done, what they were looking for, kind of their experiences with hiring, with interviews. And it was really eye-opening for me because it was like, wow, if you, if you don't have your hand out and you just go into it, looking to learn it really opens up doors and not it's funny like it, it's not like right away but now i feel like the door is open and when i am like ready that like i will like one day walk through that but whereas before it was like doors would always be kind of closed because they would they would like smell the desperation <laughs> the reason i share this story is not to say that i'm talking to people at my dream jobs but it's for people <laughs> that are for people that are hungry and want it don't underestimate just Con like having a conversation, having clear communication and not having expectations because I, in the long run, I know it's going to work out. Maybe not how yeah. I picture it, but I know it's going to work out, you know? Yeah. I, I try to always equate it to people. It's like dating. 
Yeah. You know, don't go on the first date trying to like, you know, seal the deal. Yeah. You know, you, you got to realize that your first interaction with somebody should like, there should be zero expectations of anything. Just yeah. get to know the person, be authentic, be yourself, sh share what you're passionate about, share what your history is and, and hear and, and listen to the other person. You know, it's more important usually to listen yeah. to what they need than <laughs> to express what you want to do and how awesome you are and how, you know, like, yeah. don't try to sell yourself, just be authentic. And I think, you know, realize that the, the first meeting isn't the last meeting. And, and, you know, the fact that you're there is already a, a big step forward and realize, you know, that's the first meeting. Maybe you, you follow up a month later and say, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you doing with COVID? You know, checking in, you know, right. and then three months later, you I mean, there's some clients that I, this kind of went on and on for, for years before they actually hired me to do something. And having pressed and harder wouldn't have made that any faster. It's just a matter of, you know, find, getting to know each other and understand where you're helpful to them and where they could be helpful to you and realize that it's a long road. This is a, you know, double ultra marathon, you know, life that we're in. It's not a sprint. So realize that you're just, you're planting seeds for the future and keep watering those plants and keep nurturing those relationships because we're in a relationship business. I mean, people want to do business with people they like and people that they get along with and, you know, whether it's a full-time job at like a graphic design firm or, you know, doing branding or it's for me where we're a freelance company and we get, you know, hired to do job by job, you know, things, it's still a relationship business no, no matter what. And I feel that like, I, I, I see myself when I was 25, <laughs> you know, making these first things and I was exactly what you were saying, like overly eager, overly trying to sell over, you know, and, and that, that actually, you know, hurts you more than it helps you. I think yeah. going just with an open mind and just show your excitement, but, but don't sell your excitement, you know, just like yeah. show your authentic excitement for what it is and then make sure you, you follow up. And I think that's the, you know, when people ask me like, what's the one mistake you would change about what you did was not following up often enough and not staying in touch with some of those people that did those first meetings with me and hired me for those first jobs where I was like, yeah, thanks. Awesome. And then like, I like, I, I didn't follow up until like right. I was slow and I'm like, Hey, do you have another job for me? And that, that's not the way to do it. It's really, you know, right. the best relationships are those ones that people are, think you're being authentic and you are, you know, and, and yeah. you're just not, you're not expecting anything or you're not like, you don't leave the meeting and be like, uh, why didn't they hire me or why didn't they like my thing or, you know, and, and right. like, don't just don't set you up for that yourself yeah. up for that to say, Oh, that was great. It was so nice to meet that person. I can't wait to keep talking to them and see where this goes, you know? Yeah not being in your own vacuum in your own head is super helpful, you know, which, you know, where that what I was speaking about creating a community for the garage learning is, is really, is really that have, have other people you can share interactions you had with and, and get their feedback and, and not just people in your own boat, like people that are in your twenties or your thirties or whatever age you are, like get feedback from elders and, and mentors, you know, as, as to like, Hey kid, like send me what you, what you sent them and, and they could give you that feedback of like, right hey, that wasn't the best idea. And, and the, the sooner you le learn those lessons, you know, the, the quicker your career can accelerate. And I think, you know, the, the big goal with the community of, of the garage learning we're trying to build is exactly that. Just try to remove some of that early learning that's just painful and you don't realize for years that, you know, what you did wrong. And just, ah, why are they hiring me? Ah, you know, woe is me. And uh, <laughs> try to get you and realize that, you know, A, there's obviously a mix of, you know, paying your dues you know, in the industry first, you're not going to get to the top overnight. Right. Um, and also just help guide you and, and reassure you that you're doing the right things 
And with the right education and training and community, you could get to where you want to be. Just realize it's, it's a long road to get there. Yeah. One of the things that I really enjoy seeing is um, the work of my friends out in the world. And it's always like so cool um, to see your commercials whenever they come on TV and stuff like that. And um, I know it's work and I, I know that you kind of know like the, the back end of things and they've probably been staring at those things for so long. But um, and be honest with me that put put your humility aside. How cool is it? when you're at like a Super Bowl party or something like that and you see your work like out in the zeitgeist, like that 7-Eleven commercial where it like goes up. I see that all the time, the Budweiser commercial. I see that all the time. Um, is it ever like, like, be real with me. Like, is, it, that, it, is that surreal? It's gotta it's be always wild. Cool. It's, it's always cool, yeah. Like, oh wait, look, that's, that's you know, and, and, it, and it, it's funny because it, it goes back to when I was even just a still photographer shooting like, my first magazine covers and just like walking by a magazine stand at the airport and be like, Oh wow, that's, that's, you know, that's my work right there. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> believed in me enough and paid me to do that, you know, right. and, and with TV, it's just, it's exactly the same thing. It's, just, it's funny. Cause you know, I think a lot of people don't watch like live TV that much anymore, but when you're doing it for like the Super Bowl and other things like that, it's really amazing. You know, the yeah. live sports is where they really get me. They yeah, get me. Yeah, exactly. Clear. All the food commercials are running during those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no, it's, it doesn't get old. It doesn't get any less cool over time. It's just, it's, it's always exciting to get into, you know, seeing your work out in the world <laughs> and it keeps you, it keeps you going. It keeps you excited to, to keep going when you have those hard times where maybe you're not getting all of the, you know, jobs that you want, or we're, you know, pitching a bunch of jobs back to back and we don't get any of them, you know, like, and I think that's the, the art, the artist struggle, right? It's just like, you have these ups, you have these downs and they could be so harsh you know, sometimes where you're just like, you're in a really amazing space and you're like in the worst space, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it could change from one, one week to the next. I mean, as, as busy as we are, we do really amazing work. We could have a month where we shoot nothing, you right. know, and just like, oh man, is it ever coming back? Yeah. And, you know, the only thing that, that starts freaking you out less about that is, you know, just assuring yourself you're doing the right thing. It's always good to do a, a, a quality check, as I call it, where, you know, like, are we, are we putting our best foot forward every day on every job we're doing? Are we being thankful for every job we're getting? You know, and, and I think that's just a really important part of the process is those ups and downs because it keeps you honest and it keeps you authentic and you know, checks that you're, you're doing the best job that you could be doing. Is there any company or brand over the years that uh, you've always wanted to work with? You've had either an emotional or a nostalgic um, connection with uh, and you kind of work, working to get them as a client and it took a while and then when you finally got it it was like really kind of special has that ever happened or uh you know i think it's hard you know because to me i'm not as passionate about brands as i am about what i could do for brands you know right. it's kind of a weird thing yeah. for me like i'm Chicken more excited <laughs> about the challenge than the end goal you know like yeah. oh maybe i don't get to the goal or maybe the goal is changes by the time we get there. Like I'm most excited about whichever brand it is. And when they come to me and they're like, Steve, you know, like let's do something amazing together. Let's, let's make some magic. Let's make something memorable. Like the Hershey S'mores spot that we did with, you know, with them is just like, you know, like they, they were blown out of the water with how that turned out because the expectations, they, they let me run with it. And that was an amazing opportunity for me. And, and never mind, you know, what, what it ended up being, the, the, the challenge of, of them, you know, embracing my skills and, and trusting in me to deliver their brand message 
is what gets me excited, you know? So that's why, whether it's Coke or Pepsi or Hershey's or whoever it is that we work with, you know, I, I treat them all equally in the fact that I'm just as excited, you know, by, by the, the, the fact that they chose us to create their work right. and that they, they put that trust in the fact that we're going to bring something different to the table, not just execute something they want. Um, and I think with that, you know, I don't have that same kind of brand nostalgia. I mean, like, like I gotta say, the first time I shot for Dunkin' Donuts, like, that was really cool. Cause like, I mean, we grew up, you know, all our, our family road trips, we always go to Dunkin' Donuts first, you know, yeah, and, same and stuff here. like that. You know, so for me, that was kind of a big deal when it was just like, oh, wow, like I've made it. Like, you know, Dunkin' is a huge national brand and that was, right. you know, amazing. Um, but the same thing goes for obviously, you know, what Pepsi's or Starbucks or Tim Hortons or, you know, yeah. any of the other ones. But I feel to answer your question, you know, probably Duncan would be the one that was like, that was just really exciting to be able to, you know, co contribute to that brand that I've known for so long. Yeah. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned Dunkin' Donuts. That's absolutely one of my uh, favorite brands. Uh, and I, I love the, the recent work that they've done. I love your work for them was, was really, uh, was really great. Um, and I too have those fond memories of driving on like I-95, going to Massachusetts and having, you know, donkeys as they call that was everywhere there. And, uh, it's been incredible to see that, that brand grow and evolve. So it's, that's really kind of a great story. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been really great. Uh, one more time, uh, for people that want to get involved, want to support the Kickstarter, uh, I'm going to put it in the comment section below on the podcast and on the YouTube. Uh, if I forget, make sure that you remind me, I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I have to do it. I always forget but it will be there eventually. Uh, the Kickstarter, cool. all that info. <laughs> so our Kickstarter campaign ends this Monday, November 30th at 6 p.m. Uh, we are you know, getting close to 70% of the 100% we need to get. Um, the last 48 hours are usually like Blitzkrieg crazy time. So you know, hopefully you join us in, that advent in our adventure. Uh, go to kickstarter.com and just search the garage learning or you could go to the garage learning.com uh, that will forward you onto the Kickstarter. If you have any questions at all, uh, look at us up on Instagram, either me at Steve Geralt or at The Garage Learning. I respond to every DM I get, believe it or not, even with you know almost 400,000 followers. I can um, attest so, to this. Yes, so reach out to me and, and ask me any questions you have. You know, we're, we're building this for the people out in the world that wanna, the, the young artists, the, the established artists that just wanna do cooler videos. So if that's kind of speaks to you in any way, or if you're, somebody that's really engineeringly inclined or mechanically inclined and you want to do something more creative, this is also for you too, where we, you know, we, we bring a lot of engineering to the process and a lot of creativity and we want to kind of break down the wall between like art and science and, and really kind of teach you to just be a creative entrepreneur, creative engineer, and just do really amazing work. So please support the Kickstarter if you can. And thank you. Thank you, Rob, for having me here today. Um, I'm, really I'm happy to have you anytime. I love talking to you. And, and it always flies by whenever, whenever we speak. It's, uh, it's, it's effortless to do these. I'm excited to do that. Like at the minute you were talking about this, I was like, come on the show. Let's catch up. So it's great. All right, brother. All right. Well, go enjoy the day. I know you're in the middle of a busy work day, but uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Rob, um, I'll, be on, I'll be here with you anytime. It's funny. Cool. The last time we were on was Instagram live and it was like the middle of COVID, the worst of it. Yeah, we were like deep in COVID. I, I rewatched it the other day in preparation for today, and we were like, in the yeah, you were very optimistic. You would you would never know <laughs> you would never know the world was melting around us at that time. Yeah, and hopefully, I like to think we've come a little bit of a, of a way since then. So it cool. was it was good, and then that, yeah, yeah. So we're on the roller coaster, baby. Twenty twenty one, baby. I think it's gonna be great. That's gonna be our year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
All right, bro. All right. Thanks so much, I'm, Rob. I'm, I'm actually getting off the call, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Later, later, buddy. Man. Peace. Yeah.